Uh, do me a favor, come next week because we have two services coming up. Two services next week. Come out of Avenue Church, 9.30 and 11 a.m. 9.30, is that adjust your schedule? Are you busy next week? I, I think I can make it. You can make it? All right, you can make it next week. And so 9.30 and 11. But I want you, again, let's sit down real quick. And I want you uh, to take out your phones. Take your phones out. And I want you to scan this QR code right now. Scan a code. Get your phones out. This works with Androids. Uh, I, I, I'm, I can't believe it, but it does. Uh, works with Androids. Uh, if you have a flip phone, uh, just drop down avenuechurch.cc forward slash social. And uh, I want you to download this image. There's also a story format. Uh, for the Instagrammers and things like that, or TikTokers, and I want you to post it. Uh, if you are an influencer, make this your background and do a little green screen and say, come to my church, 9, 30, and 11, you know, yeah. um, because, man, we got to get the word out because we're excited to make room for more, especially in our kids' areas, our kids' uh, uh, Avenue Kids' experiences, and I just want to give a, a hand clap to yeah. all of our A-teamers who serve at Avenue yes. Kids. yes. Worship host, production, worship team. Come on, let's yeah, give them a loud noise. Awesome. Hey. I'm good. Fire, I think I'm on now. Yeah, thank you. Woo, all right. I'm excited. And I think the best way, the number one way that someone comes to know Jesus or comes to yep. knowing um, an invitation, accepting an invitation to church is if we ask them, if we invite them. Um, people won't know if we don't tell them. And I think that's, that's right. just the most important thing that we can do. You know, last Saturday, we went all around the neighborhoods in this area yep. and we invited people to church. And it was just such an incredible thing to watch people who came just for the first time last Sunday because they received a door hanger on their door. They came and were water baptized last Sunday. And so God is doing awesome things. And we're just so excited that we get to be here at this moment in time in this place um, for Jesus in this community. It's great. But today is Rooted Sunday. Can you yell out the word rooted for me right now? Rooted. It is Rooted Sunday. And we want to tell you all about it because our hope for today is that you will get such an inspiration of... I want to lean in a little bit more this year. I want to dig a little bit deeper. God has more for my life. And so let's jump into what Rooted is. I want to take you to a scripture in Jeremiah. Jeremiah is an Old Testament prophet, but come on. The, the word is transcendent, meaning it goes for all times. And so really what Jeremiah does is he describes what it looks like if I am living a rooted life. And so let's go for this. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their confidence. So my trust is in the Lord, I hope in him, and my confidence is in him. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat. They're not worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing. I don't know about you, but I want a life that never stops Amen. producing. Yeah. And we're not talking about producing busy. We're not talking about producing tasks or having something on my calendar. The type of fruit that we're producing is what we've been talking about the whole month of August. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the things we're seeing God move in our lives. And hear me, if anybody knows about drought, it's people from Vegas, amen? We know about drought. But what this scripture tells us is that those who are rooted are like trees that have deep roots, not just into the ground, but into living water, into Jesus and the droughts don't scare us. And so I am so excited, even in dry seasons in my life, if I am rooted in Jesus, I will still produce fruit. So that's huge, guys, that's huge. So that's the picture that's painted for us. Now, 
Jeremiah, before this, also paints a different picture. He says, hey, here's the rooted life, but I want to tell you, there's another type of life. And here's what he says. He says, this is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited, salty land. Uninhabited, salty land. Is this where we get the term, don't be salty? It very well could be. Jeremiah didn't even know he'd be speaking about stuff 2,000 years ago. Old Testament. But we have to understand, the people that Jeremiah was describing, those were real people. They were people who were only relying on their human strength. They were people who had turned away and said, nope, God's not for me, and went and did their own thing. And God is saying, there's a way to be rooted like a tree with roots that go into the water, or there's a way to be stunted in a barren wilderness with no growth. And the people that he was describing in the days were the people of Judah. And those people, this is how a theologian described it. It says, they were so entrenched in their ways, in doing things their way, in their humanness. You described it as the flesh, right? The fruit of the flesh. They were so entrenched in their ways that it was if their sin were engraved or etched on their hearts with an iron tool or flint point. Now, I want you to know, these tools, the iron tool and the flint point, those were normal tools in the days of Jeremiah. In fact, those were the tools that you would use that if you were going to write the Ten Commandments in stone, you would be doing something like that. If you wanted to engrave something, it would be used with an iron tool or flint point. So Jeremiah is saying there's a people that are are living among God's people that should be God's people, but they're so into this sin life that it's like it's burned onto their hearts. And not only this, but the theologian goes on to say, and their kids are doing the same thing. The kids were being consumed by culture. See, Jeremiah was at a time where they were uprooting idols. There were so many things to worship that were not God. And Jeremiah and the kings who loved the Lord, they were getting rid of it. But there were a group of people, a large group, they were like, nope, it's my way. I'm going to do it with my, and their kids were falling, and their kids were worshiping the culture just like their parents. Friends, if we think that our kids aren't going to model what we do, we're wrong. We pave the way. As for me and my house, we serve the Lord. And so just in the way that we're hoping that our children will follow us in the ways of the Lord, if we are not living for Jesus, we can't expect our kids to look at us and do something different. If we're not living for the Lord, it'll be so much harder for them to connect with the Lord. And so what is Jeremiah painting? He's saying, there's a life without God. This is living without God. That is the stunted desert bloom. But... There's a life being living rooted in God. And come on, that's what we're choosing. As a church, as the city of Las Vegas, we are believing that regardless of job, we are going to be living rooted in God. And so I just, can you read that Jeremiah scripture one more time for us? Well, of course I can. Yes, but this is what it says. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made their Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered. I got to stop right there, right? Such trees, hey guys, what's up? Right? Such trees are not bothered. And I love that. We're not bothered by the heat. We're not worried by the long months of drought. But their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Uh, friends, this is just not another uh, program. This is not another thing that we're doing. We want our church to be a rooted church. Yeah. Rooted in yeah. Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right? And because when you're rooted, you're just, you're unmovable, you're unshakable, 
by what's going on out there. It's about what's God doing inside of your, in, in your heart, in your life. And I love what Jeremiah says, Jeremiah 17. Even in the beginning of Jeremiah, he says, may, may God's word be etched on the, on the, on the tablet of your heart. Yeah, yeah. On the tablet of your heart. And, and so then he begins to paint this picture of, and go to the next slide real quick, of, of, of a shrub that's scorched by the heat, that is worried by the outside elements, that's in a drought. Uh, this is my backyard. This is Las Vegas, Nevada, by the way. You know? um, and, but this is a picture of, and what Jeremiah's talking about is when he's talking about you know, the shrubs or a tree planted by the river, he's talking about where our trust is. Yes. Where our trust is. And this is the best picture we could find of what it looks like to trust yourself and to trust others. They always lead you astray because they're, and I love others, right? I love my friends and family and, you know, but they will always lead me astray because they're, I, I, I can't be rooted in them. I, I have to be rooted in Christ Jesus. I would even say that's being rooted in culture. Yes. That's being rooted in, in the ways of the flesh. You know, I mean, that's a really like, like biblical term, but it just yep. means I'm doing it my way. And yep. so it's one thing to trust in people who know the Lord and you're getting counsel and guidance. That's 100%. one thing. But when we're rooted in the wor- world, and the culture, then this is what it's going to end yep. in. And you will always, and this is where we hear this term a lot, right? Like, um, I just don't feel, right? right? Or um, this is just how my spirituality just, it just feels this way. Well, I want to show you the second picture, Jeremiah, uh, that I just read, right? Blessed are those who are rooted in Christ, who place their trust in Jesus Christ. This is what it really should yeah. look like, a tree planted yeah. by the river. Right now, I grew up in church, and I see this, and I get a little bit of PTSD. All right, this is like Sunday school right here. Like, yeah, I've heard this before, uh, you know. But this is really what a picture looks like. It doesn't matter what's going on out there. It's that I am now rooted in Christ. I am blessed as a Christ follower because I'm rooted. And we're going to talk about that uh, during this course of this message today, as well as the next ten weeks at Rooted when we start next uh, next Sunday. But I want you to know. Uh, We've been really talking about this as a church. In 2020, uh, we, you know, we really felt like after um, prayer and fasting, God said overflow. Yeah. And so overflow was our word for our church. Remember that? Overflow devotionals and fasting and things like that. We're talking about overflow. And, and I sit at the, you know, uh, you know, uh, the presence of my enemy, the Lord prepares the table. It's overflow in our life. And then the year after that was Dunatos, you know. And, and that's not just the greatest basketball team that's ever walked Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, that's actually a, a Greek word that just means strong. And somebody's the first time guest. Talk to me later, all right? Uh, but Dunatos means I'm strong and I am mighty. And these aren't just things that we're opening up a dictionary and going, look at this cool this word. Yeah. These are, we, we believe this is the, these are words from the Holy Spirit. And then this year was harvest. Psalms 126, that my tears are sowing seeds. My yeah. tears are watering the seeds that we've been sowing. Yeah. And we will. And this is our prayer. My prayer is that we become a rooted church, but we become rooted individuals. We become rooted uh, families. We become rooted individuals that are planted by the streams. And this is all about God's word, uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, God speaking to us. You know, this is what it is. But I got to warn you, okay? I got to warn you. Two weeks ago, we did a Holy Spirit series, right? Two weeks ago, Pastor Lindsay did uh, spirit, right, versus our sin nature, you know, and it's just going to war. And I got to tell you, being rooted is an adventure, yeah. but it's not an easy one. It is not a walk in the park. 
It is not, I mean, it's in the rough terrain uh, of like, uh, like the, the valleys of Utah, not Mountain's Edge Regional right. Park, you know, like, like this is, it can be difficult, but this is not an adventure for perfect people because it's an adventure for those that are not perfect, right. That's right. that are messed up, that are jacked up, that we got issues and weaknesses. This is for us, you know, that's just Staff Avenue Church, you know, <laughs> but we are PLDs, right? We are priests on duty. We are an adventure together. Yeah. And so I just want to challenge you during the course of this message that I challenge you, find a rooted group, get involved in rooted, because it really is, it's a, it's a risky adventure, yeah. but most importantly, it's an uncomfortable adventure. Yeah, I think we need to think about that. You know, um, being rooted doesn't mean you're going to be exempt from harsh circumstances. Mm-hmm. It just means you're not going to be swayed. I know the Bible talks about, like, how do you build your house? A built, house built on sand, right? Yeah. That's not going to work. You need a firm foundation. Yeah. Well, go back to childhood, right? Go back to the three little pigs and the wolf, right? There was a house of straw. There was a house of sticks. And there was a house mm. of brick. But every house encountered a wolf. Yeah. Didn't matter. There was a wolf for every single one of them. And so guess what? We're getting stronger because there's still wolves out there. We're getting stronger, there's still an adversary, there's still a sinful nature, there's still, those things don't get away. But the more that I'm rooted, the less it bothers me. The more that I'm rooted, the less intimidated I am by that. The more that I'm rooted, I'm not swaying every which way. Something comes when it rocks my boat, it's okay. So where's the hesitancy? If that's the picture, wouldn't all of us want that, right? Why, why wouldn't I want a firm foundation? Why wouldn't I want this beautiful brick house of a life and being rooted in Christ? Because the Cause honest... Because the enemy huffs and puffs? And, yeah. Okay, just <laughs> <Right>? checking. <laughs> but it's because we prefer familiar. That's right. And we may say we don't prefer familiar. Hear me. We prefer familiar. We like our vacations. We like the spontaneity of our two-week vacation and let my hair down and get a little tan for me. It's get a little pink, you know. We like that kind of spontaneity. But for the most part, we people, we prefer familiar. And we prefer predictable. We like to play it safe. We like to be able to count on it. We like to be able to predict it. We like to control it. And so what we're going to be asking you with this Rooted series, because it's not going to be simple. This is an investment. We're asking you to push past your preferences because you are worth it. God is worth it. And people are worth it. You're worth it. God's worth it. People are worth it. And so what does it look like to be rooted? All right. So if you pick up a book today and you register uh, inside the, uh, just even on the cover, on the cover kind of states the three things that I want to talk about today. And the first one is being connected with God, being connected with God. And just like that, that tree uh, that has deep roots, I don't know if you've ever, you know, uh, you've seen it on TV or, you know, encountered a tree yourself that has been cut up or ripped up, the roots run deep. I mean, it is not just this little thing you can pull out in the back of our yard in Las Vegas. I mean, it has deep roots. And that's because we reside with God, right? And we, we spend time with God, but also we connect with God. Now, our vision at Avenue Church, if you're very uh, brand new with us here today, is to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. But we want you to know God. I don't want you to know church. I don't want you just to know religion, even though there's good things. You know, religion's a good thing. But I want you to know Jesus Christ. I want you to know God is your Lord and your Savior. Okay. But, there's, but, that, but I love what Rooted does. Rooted helps us to unpackage a little bit what that means. Because for us to, to, to know God or to connect with God, we need to know how to hear God's voice. How do I, how do I hear him? Like, like if I know him, then I, then I, then I know his voice. Right. 
So how do, I, how do I hear from God's voice? Because friends, I want to challenge you. If you're hearing only your thoughts and you're, you're, you're only hearing your ways, you're going to become that shrub in the middle of a desert. But if you spend time with God and have solid silence and solitude and go, God, I know I'm the smartest person I know, but I need to hear from you. And so what is it, what's it like to hear from God's voice? Is it my voice, the enemy's voice, or is it the Holy Spirit? Uh, how do I hear God's voice? We're going to learn that yeah. in these next 10 weeks. But also, how do you view God? How you view God determines the relationship with God. Do you view God as a police officer? You know? Do you view God as a judge? Do you view God as, as a loving father? Uh, I, I grew up, I have PTSD in this area, right? I grew up in church, and so I thought God was a punisher. I thought God was just up in heaven, only focused on me, waiting for me to screw up so he can kick me out of heaven. I, was, I, I literally thought, and you're going to kind of hear some background in a minute, right? I literally thought the moment I messed up, Jesus would rapture and take everybody but me. And then I would run and try to find the most unsaved person, which was my brother. And if my brother was there, I knew I was good, okay? You know. <laughs> or the most saved person, I call yeah. grandma. Grandma, you still there? I'm here, child. Thank you, Jesus, you know. I always thought God was a punisher until I began to realize and hear God's voice and begin to understand that God wasn't a punisher. He was someone who loved me, someone who had grace for me, that while I was still a sinner, he died on the cross for me. And that theology has changed my relationship right. with God. And so how do I connect with God? How do we hear his voice? And how do we, how do we relate to him? Is he our loving Savior? Or is he a punisher or something else that doesn't line up with God? So first one is connect with God. Yeah, because we're going to learn what it means to, to see God through creation, through Scripture, through yep. Jesus. And you mentioned a word theology. That is our – theology is what do I believe about yeah. God, right? This is going to help us understand and unpack yeah. what, how do I see him? How do I hear from him? And so number one, we're going to connect with God, but also we're right. going to connect with the church, and connecting with the church, I'm so sorry to tell there you this, it is. but it goes beyond Sunday. It is not just to come here, and I hear me, I love it. Sunday is my favorite day of the week because I get to see you. Mm -hmm. No matter what my week looked like, no matter what my morning looked like trying to get here, my attitude, my spirits are automatically lifted because I get to spend time with you. And yeah. that's the God on the street. 100%. I love being with you and seeing with you and just hearing about your week and, and yeah. I love those moments together. But the church is more than just a Sunday gathering. Jesus describes it as the body of Christ. Yeah. And so hear me, I've heard this before. People have told me this and you probably you might even be guilty of saying this. I love the Lord, like I really like God, but I just don't like people. Not this people. Okay. No one in here, right? You all are all people, people. Nah. You've never said that. But here's another thought that we could have that really is an incorrect thought. Yeah. I want to connect with God, but I don't want to connect with people. Mm -hmm. I want to connect with God. Let's put that up. I want to connect with God, but I don't want to connect with people. Yeah. We have to move past that. Yeah. We have to move past that. And I know that previous experiences, maybe family dynamics, friendships, broken relationships, yeah. can contribute to us not wanting to connect with people while connecting with God because we feel that it's a risk. It is a risk because just like you, they're coming with life experiences too. Yeah. They're coming with their own family of origin. They're coming with their own obstacles that they are either overcome or are in the process of overcoming. Yeah. And so people are people, but God is the one who orchestrated this, not us. 
It was God who chose to use people as the body of Christ. We've said it before. God could have chose any place to set his home. He could have had a beautiful throne room in a place wherever of his, of his liking, his choosing, but yet he chose the heart of man that when it is given to Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and resides in him and Jesus makes his home in his or her heart. So I didn't make this rule. God made the playing book. I didn't make it. And the playbook includes connecting with God and connecting with people. And so hear me, we can't experience rooted without experiencing people. We can't experience rooted without people because iron truly sharpens iron. It also pokes you, maybe rubs you wrong a little bit, but it does that. You know, and I really want to just challenge you. Um, you, There's probably several people in this room today, even watching online, uh, that you've been hurt by by people. And people in the church, uh, leaders, leaders. and you, Stephen, you're taking a big risk just by being in this room today, by being with church people. Right. And, but just, the Bible says God, he is, he is faithful and just. He will always forgive us. He will forgive us of our sins. Um, he will redeem us. I'm now saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. But then the Bible also says that God, he is, a, a, he is faithful and just, that he will forgive us. But then when we confess our sins to one another, then he will heal us. And so he chooses to use people to help us to be healed. So he'll always save us, but he'll use people to heal us. And I really believe there'll be 10 weeks of healing for you. Yeah. And we're really, uh, we've been praying for you. We've been praying that, number one, you sign up, right? Um, because it is a 10-week commitment, but also that, um, and that's, a, that's the hard part. That's the adventure. That's the priorities of it. But also that, um, that, that you'll, You'll join that, that perfect group for you. Yeah. And it's not, they're not perfect, but it fits, it just, it's, it's for you. Right. And we believe the Holy Spirit doesn't make mistakes. Right. There's no such thing as coincidences, you know, right. if I said that word right. Yeah, you, you know. said it right. <laughs> um, but then he'll place you into that group and you'll say, you know what? I did not like people. I love Jesus, but I did not like people. But after these 10 weeks, God healed my heart. And I just pray, that's just been my prayer, um, that God begins to heal the hurt and that now becomes a testimony for you. And so we want you to connect with God. We want you to connect with the church. But also we want you to connect with your purpose. Connect with your purpose. Right. Now, we love this because this is our vision avenue, right? We want you to discover your purpose and then kick the, kick the devil in the throat, all right? Let's make a difference. <laughs> Let's make an impact in our city, uh, in our world. Uh, even I know Melody's watching from Poland. Yeah. Uh, she's over there right now, right? She discovered her purpose. And she's out there. We sent her as a church. But I want you to know, purpose is for all ages and all stages. Yes, yes. All ages and all stages. It's not, it's not, it is not for a teenager nor just for the teenager or just for the young adult. I've spoken for those that are in their 60s and 70s going, I want to know what my purpose is. Because right. sometimes we kind of hone in purpose for a season. And then we complete that purpose. Then we say, what's my, what's my purpose? Well, it's so much more when you go to root it. Find out what your purpose is in Christ Jesus. And so connect with God, connect with church, connect with your purpose. But what does a rooted church look like? We see a rooted church in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, and it says this if you've got your Bibles, right? Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. It said, and all believers 
devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals. Can I get an amen, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out is in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, you know? <laughs> like not Golden Crowd, but I mean, it's, it's in here. And, and, and the prayer. A deep, and I love this. We just did... Uh, we just did 30 days of prayer and feasting yes. in August. How many went to lunch with somebody? Yes. Coffee, yes. lunch, dinner. Yeah. All right. uh, uh, we went with somebody as well. And I love that because we prayed here at the church on Saturdays. And then we feasted together as a church family. And to prayer, a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs. You are an apostle in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You are rooted in Christ Jesus, and we're going to perform miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Now, at the end of 10 weeks of rooted, you're not selling your house and your car, <laughs> and you're not giving it to Avenue Church, all right? No. Uh, uh, you know, we're not doing that. No. But I love this, because this is a picture of a rooted church. This yeah. is a picture, and we see three things in this scripture. Uh, we see a devoted church, yeah. a, a devoted uh, Christ followers and believers. You know what I love in Acts? They didn't go to church once a week. They went to the temple every single day, yeah. every single day for prayer. So they were devoted. They were devoted to Jesus. They were devoted to gathering. They were devoted to, uh, to, to their word at the time, yeah. right? But also they were together. Acts chapter 2, together they're praying when the sound of mighty rushing wind came. Together, uh, they were a church that did life together, uh, but also they lived out their purpose. Can I tell you, it is, it is, there's nothing, in my opinion, the extrovert, right? There's nothing more funner than to do life with others that have the same goal and yeah. mission and purpose right. than I do. Right. It is a blast. It is fun. There is some chemistry, but it's also like God, I, it's, it's, I didn't come to you and you didn't come to me. God put us together. Yeah. And that's right. the purpose that God Can has. Can I interject real quick? Go, let's go. You know, in, in Acts chapter 2, this is all after Jesus had ascended to heaven and yeah. the Holy Spirit came on people on earth. And so this was this is for a short season because if you continue reading for the book of Acts, the, the, the Jewish religious leaders did not like what was happening. And so they squashed the meetings yeah. of, of the Christians coming together. People were being pulled out of their houses. They were being persecuted. And it tells us that the church scattered. Can I tell you that the fact that we live in America is such an incredible blessing that I believe that we don't take advantage of enough. The fact that no one is persecuting us, that we don't have a reason that we have to scatter, that we can own buildings and we can open our homes and our neighborhoods yeah. and we could have community without zero persecution whatsoever from governing, governing authorities, from religious authorities. Now, you might get poked at work for, oh, what's the new attitude? Are we hanging out with some new people? You know, you got to get poked by your family. But what Acts chapter 2 experienced, we can experience that right now. And who knows? Who knows what the future holds? I mean, my kid is even waking up and telling me, Mom, we don't know if we're guaranteed to wake up tomorrow. My child's 10 and a half years old. He goes, I'm going to school tomorrow, and I don't know what could happen at my school. Mom, that, that's, that's hard. It is. So why don't we take every advantage that we are at the right place at the right time with the Amen. right people, that we could be living this out. Amen? Amen. Amen? And a lot of times we go, okay, here's the playbook, right? This is, this is it. I mean, this is how we get rooted in Christ. I mean, this is how 
we make a difference. Um, I think now more than ever, our city needs hope and healing. Yeah. And it doesn't come through another sports event, doesn't come through another, uh, you know, happy thing. It comes through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, otherwise, and I love our city, otherwise it's just going to be that barren shrub in the desert. Well, man, we have the greatest news, and that is Jesus Christ. And so these next 10 weeks, man, we're going to, you know, we're going to dive in. Um, but like I said, there's still going to be that, uh, I'm, I'm busy, I'm, I, I got stuff going on, you know. And one of the reasons why this playbook is difficult for us is because no generation before us has ever had as many choices as you and I have today. That's true. We have so many choices. Uh, and, and, I mean... Yeah, you got your preferences and your you choices. Know, yeah. <laughs> iPhone and Android. We have way too many, you know, like the Android. Way too many choices on a device. You're just distracted. You're sitting down trying to choose font choices. Stop it. Just get an iPhone. It's simple. It's basic. No, I'm kidding. All right. Um, but you did it, all right? But, no, but we, we, have too, we almost have too many choices that we're getting distracted from the main thing. And being rooted is a choice. It's a choice that we make. I don't look at, uh, you know, uh, you know I, don't look, I, don't, I don't go to the gym and just look around and go, well, I hope I get a six-pack, you know, like, well, I hope I lose some weight or I hope I get buff. Uh, we, have, we have to make the choice to do something daily if we want to see those kind of results. Um, we recently, you know, uh, years ago, um, someone blessed us with P90X, a workout program, and I put the DVD in, and we put it in. Clearly, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, and I don't know why they gave it to us, you know, and we put it in, and we watched it, and we made the choice not to do it, you know, <laughs> and then later, we made we the choice do to it. do it, all right, it. and then later, we did it, yeah. and but I say that because being rooted is absolutely a choice. It's a choice that we have to make, and I challenge you, if you're frustrated in your walk with Christ, Make the root of choice. Make the choice to say, you know what? I, I don't know if I got time or whatever, or things like that. But I just want to encourage you. Um, um, join the root of group today yeah. as well as next Sunday. And uh, so go ahead. I would even say if things are going good, join a root of group. It's not just for those who are frustrated. It's those 100%. that, man, this is awesome season right now. Well, yes. why not secure more that season That's good. and get more tools and be a blessing to others and to yourself in this season? Amen. Hear me, yes. hear me. What goes into our lives will come out of our lives. Yeah. So whatever we're ingesting, right, whatever we're taking or digesting, it's going to come out of us. And so just, just think of that. The Word of God tells us that His Word does not return void. And I even love it as we're talking about being rooted. You know, Matthew chapter 13, Jesus uses a parable. And He says, hey, we're going to have some seeds, but that seed needs to fall onto good soil. Well, when I'm engaging and leaning into something like rooted, I'm preparing that soil so that seeds can take root. And the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 13 that when that seed is planted in good soil, that's going to come with a return. They like the word, we like to use the word harvest 30 times, 60 times, yeah. 100 times that which was planted. So you're thinking, man, I got to give away 10 weeks of my life. I got to give away 20 minutes a day, five days a week. And then you want me to gather one day a week? Well, what if you knew that you were going to get 30 times back that, 
60 times back that, 100 times back that. That is not some human sales pitch. That's Matthew chapter 13, that Jesus says when seeds go into good soil, they will have a return. And that return will produce a harvest. So what does it really, okay, now if you are like me, you want the logistics. Okay, you got all, you got me hyped up, Lindsay. You got me hyped up, Jeremy. What does it really look like, okay? Here's what Rooted really looks like. It's going to be a daily invitation. Mm -hmm. If you sign up for Rooted and you get registered, you're going to get a workbook, okay? I'm going to call it a guidebook. It's a Rooted book. So when you open it up, it looks kind of thick, but it's really not. Guys, like the... Font's really big. Don't be scared. There's some pictures. It's gonna be good. Okay. When you open it up, this is actually week one. So Jeremy and I are going ahead and doing week one for you. You just need to go and reflect on some notes in week one. This is already taken care of. So technically, you only have nine weeks left. You're welcome, right? Nine weeks left. But what you're gonna do is you're gonna open up to week two. And every day for five days, five days of that week two, you're gonna give 20 minutes a day. And you're gonna read about the sword of the spirit. Do you know that the word of God is the sword of spirit? And I'm literally just going to read two pages on it. Two pages. That's my day. And then I get to spend time and I get to answer a question like, what's the biggest challenge that I'm facing no. when I'm studying God's word? Well, that, you can write that. That's honest. How about believing or following God's word? What's my biggest challenge with that? And you start to ponder. You start to wrestle. 20 minutes a day just five days a week. It's an invitation yeah. to hear and engage with God, not just a, not just a rooted book. It's, it's making sure that you have daily devotion time yeah. with God. It's also a weekly meeting. It means that whatever rooted group you sign up for, it's the one time a week you're gonna meet with them. It's an hour and a half. Yeah. And you're actually gonna be engaging on, on what you've learned over the last five days. Now, hear me. Our rooted groups are in people's homes. Because we don't yet have a permanent building all week long. We have access to this building on Saturdays and Sundays. Soon. Soon. We're believing for it. We're believing for it, right? Amen. But in the meantime, we're not just waiting for a permanent building to grow roots in our lives with Jesus. That's not going to be something we wait for. We can do that now. So we got creative. And we asked six amazing people, will you, six couples, six friends, will you open up your home? to people in our church, to people in our city, so that they can get rooted in Jesus. Now, if you're an introvert, you're like, serious, Lindsay? You're gonna ask me to go to somebody's house? Oh, I can't wait. I'm an introvert. I ain't ain't even looking at the website, right? I can tell you from one introvert to another, I understand. When Jeremy and I travel, because Jeremy is an extrovert to the max. Extrovert, he makes friends with the host at the restaurant, the people in the car. He holds the door like he works at places. Like he is this all the time, all the time. I remember going to conferences and I'm like, babe, I just got to pee. It's going to be like two minutes. I need you just to stay right here. Just stay right here, like two minutes, and I'm coming right out. Was he ever there? Even if I went a minute, was Jeremy ever where I left him? No, because he made friends. And his friends walked him over there. Or I found him literally one time. I'm like, how did you walk 100 yards? I was a minute and 30 seconds. And the introvert gets panicked because I don't make friends like he makes friends. And I'm literally just trying to find my husband. And how many of y'all know I wasn't all happy when I found him? I was like, death glare. And if you're married, you know that death glare. Yes. You're going to die, son. You left me. (laughs) And we will do a marriage series here soon. Yes. 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 (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Fine, great. Uh, and a lot of people don't know, Pastor Lindsay, she is an introvert. 
the with extrovert tendencies. Uh, meaning she could preach at a platform, things like this. She loves being at Avenue Church, but as an introvert, and it doesn't mean she's just, you know, she's just like, boom, close the doors. But for her uh, to, to recharge, she spent time alone, spent time with the Holy Spirit herself, you know, a good show. Uh, I energize on Sunday, so thank you. I'm going to be uh, good to Friday, all right? Thank you, you know. But I want to encourage you, um, we got some great facilitators. Yes. And, and here's what I'm super proud of. It's all over the city of Las Vegas. Uh, it is all over. So can we go on our, our yeah, first facilitators? Our, 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 our first group, uh, they're already, are they they're already, full. they're already full. All right, suckers. Okay. So are they already full? <laughs> but James and Angela in Green Valley. Yeah. Green Valley. Um, they're going to be, uh, uh, what night? They're on Thursday nights. Thursday nights. Thursday nights. And so they're going to be at Thursday nights, already full. I'm catching up, all right? Uh, also, Jeff and Nympha yeah. and Silverado Ranch. Yeah. Come on. And I got to tell so, you guys, this, this couple, they love people. Yes. I, uh, we've had the privilege of, of going to their home. We even brought our son. They said, bring a friend for your son. Yeah. I have never felt more welcome in somebody's house. And so I yeah. just want to encourage you, if you're looking for, for a place where you're like, oh, is, I, I, am I going to be comfortable? They yeah. are going to go out of their way to make you comfortable. They're meeting on Saturdays right. at 11 a.m. So a. good. Yep. And so, so good. Jeff and Nympha's house. Yep. Uh, and as well as the Southwest, we have uh, Teresia and Kat. Yeah. Woo. Yep. And they're right across they're the street. They're literally right next door. Right, right next door in the community center of yep. Betty's Village. They're going to be meeting on Wednesdays. Or no, Thursdays. Thursdays from 6 to 7.30. Thursdays from 6 to 7.30. And they've got a rec room. So if you're like, hey, my 10-year-old, I just don't have a place for him, but I want him to come hang, there's a rec room. If they can, if they can supervise themselves for a little bit, they've That's got right. a rec room right attached to That's that right. room, which is and awesome. These, these ladies are, man, they are powerhouse uh, yeah. ladies, so make sure right. you join the and group. And it's a co-ed group. And huh? I know Vassal, Vassal yep. joined that too. So don't look at that and just say, oh, women only? No. no. Men and women in that group. 100%. Yeah, yeah. And so that's a great group. Also, Summerlin. Where are my Summerlin people yes, are? Yes, Joe and Come on. Deb. And so we have uh, Joe and Deb yeah. uh, up in Summerlin doing yeah. their group as well. And I would even say with Joe and Deb, you'll never feel like you weren't seen. That's right. If you've ever walked through Avenue, you've been seen. You've been told hello. You're 100%. smiling because you know. You've been told hello from yeah. Joe and Deb. So you're going to feel like family. You're going to feel like you're the number one person in the room yeah. when you go to their home. Yep. And that's Tuesday nights. So some amazing hospitality yeah. and some yeah. Southern hospitality that's as well right. That's right. Uh, for Summerlin. Yep. And then, man, we got we got Aliante, North Las Vegas. Yes, we got Marlin We got North We got Marlin North Las Vegas. Sida. Specifically Tropical and North Fifth. Yes. But, uh, but Marlin and Seda, um, they are a, pow a wonderful couple, wonderful. powerhouse couple as yes. well. A great family. Yes. A Great family. And they're friends that become family. Do you know we met because our kids played on the same soccer team? Yeah. And then we realized, oh, uh -oh. we're going to start going to church together. And from church, we just became yep. closer for This is years now. We love, yeah. we love this family. And right. so maybe you've been served at the coffee bar by Sida, or you've been greeted by Marlon, but you're going to feel yeah. at home and welcomed at their house. And that's happening Wednesday nights. And then we got one more group, Mountain's yeah. Edge, all right? We got these guys are okay. Our group These guys are on okay. Monday nights. 
And so these guys are okay. Yeah. Uh, they talk a lot. Uh, what else? But we got FOMO. You know? So we don't want to, we have fear of missing yeah. out. We don't want to miss out on the Rooted Experience. Yeah. And so we're opening our home yeah. on Monday nights. And so we're and so make so sure. So we got, I mean, what? So Green we have Valley. Green Valley. Silverado Ranch. Silverado. North Summerland, Las Vegas, Aliante, North. Summerlin, Southwest Mountains. Right. We've got you covered. Avenue, we're taking over the city. Come on, yeah. everybody. Yeah. Hey, if the there's city. anybody in East Side Las Vegas and you're saying, you know what, Green Valley and, and North Las Vegas, it's not close enough. Well, maybe yeah. you're supposed to lead a rooted group and yeah. I will supply you and get you ready for that. So you just need to come talk to me. Please. Okay? Please. See, a great facilitator is going to help you discover who you are and to hear God's voice. You're not yeah. going to listen to them teach for an hour and a half. You're going because they're going to help guide the conversations. How many of y'all have ever been to Disneyland, right? You don't go on the Jungle Cruise ride because you want to see robotic animals. Yeah. You go on the Jungle Cruise guide because you've got great guides. There's a story to it. Yeah. Your guides of Rooted are going to help you along your story. They're going to help guide you through that to see who you are becoming. See, this is all about experiences. So it's not just the daily devotions, the weekly gatherings. It's not just about the facilitator. It's about you're going to experience something. This isn't just lip service. It's not just something I'm going to hear. I'm going to be able to live out what I am learning. There's a prayer experience. There's going to be a serving experience where I actually get to serve another human being. I get to look upon their face when I am being the hands and feet of Jesus. And I get to do it with my rooted group. And then you're going to learn how to share your story. Do you know what the Bible tells us? That it is by the word of our testimony. It is the power of our testimony that we see the enemy defeated. Every single one of you has a story. All of them are still being written. But the best part is the salvation in Jesus. And we want to help you build on that story because you were created. You, uniquely. No one is like you. So let us come be alongside of you and rooted to help piece some of those stories together. But then we're going to have a celebration. If you know about Avenue, we like to celebrate. You already know we like food. We like to celebrate. Man. So on your last week, on Sunday, November 13th, and hear me, that ain't that far. Some of y'all already have your pumpkins out at your house. Starbucks has released its pumpkin spice, and your house is already decorated for fall. So when I say November 13th, y'all, that's only two months away. It's only two months away that you're saying, At, in 10 weeks, I'm coming together, and I'm going to meet with people who've gone through the same experience that I have had, and we are going to break bread. We're going to celebrate. It's literally going to be God getting the glory because lives have been changed over the last 10 weeks, and we are going to give it. Just going to celebrate it. It's awesome. So here's our, this is how we want to close out today. Is that an adventure is not an adventure until you get out of your comfort zone. You know, what's a, a form of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. And in the beginning of this message, uh, we put up a picture of just this barren tree in the desert put their trust in other things instead of our trust in God. And maybe you're here today and you're, you feel like this. And for, for many of us, a lot of times we go, how do I become this and go to the, the tree on the river? How do I become this fruitful, producing, you know, for, for some of you, this is perfect. This is like 
I'll never get there. You know, we got we got dead trees in our backyard. We do. That we've chopped and got rid of a bugavalia. Like it's over. It's done. And for some of us in this room, we feel like this, where we say, "Why should I even bother? But I, why should I even sign up?" Uh, there's no background checks, right? And no. rooted, you know, like we're not gonna look at your resume and go, "Where you been?" But here's what I love is those that many of us, all of us in this room, all of us were once this. But we just started watering. We just started watering. And it became an adventure that was not easy. But man, that's why we're going to celebrate because we're going to go, man, I was this and now I'm this. I'm now rooted in Christ Jesus. And we're believing theology is going to be, our mindsets are going to be changed. And we can do hard things. What's that? And we can do hard things because you can do hard things. Yeah. And, but maybe you're here today and just do me a favor. Can we stand real quick? Uh, stand on our feet wherever you're at. And in just a moment, we're going to go to the uh, uh, lobby and we got, we'll have a time of worship here. And then there's a Rooted Television in the uh, Rooted TV and Rooted Books. And you can sign up, you can register, all those different things in the lobby. But man, can we take a adventure step today? And for many of us in this room, it could be just going through 10 weeks to a rooted group. All right, we are literally, we are, we are, we are, we are smoking what we're selling, all right? Because we believe this is gonna change your life. Yes. And if it changes your life, it's gonna change this church's life. Yes. We're gonna become a rooted church. We're gonna do this twice a year, things like that. But here's what I love about rooted too. Once you go through it, you, you, you just go through it one time. And you can get the refresher and all those things, but one time is really the requirement for that so that you can grow even deeper in Christ Jesus. But with every head bowed and eye closed, if you feel like that barren tree and you realize, man, I put my trust in myself, I put my trust in other things and I have not put my trust in Jesus. Maybe here today and you're going, man, I'm, I'm planted by, by the water. I'm, I'm, I'm rooted in Christ. But man, I'm ready to get refreshed again. I'm ready to get restored again. That's what worship is for. And so just a moment, we're gonna worship. And in church, I wanna encourage you to raise your hands and to sing, but then go out into the lobby and let's let's all sign up for a rooted group. But man, every head out of eye closed, if you're here today and you walked in this building today and you had no idea what we we're gonna talk about, but you felt exactly like a barren, just dried up, used and abused just as tree on the backside of a desert isolated alone no hope no purpose maybe today's the day that the holy spirit brought you here so you can give your life to jesus and so today i'm going to begin a faith adventure it's going to be risky it's going to be tough it's going to be vulnerable we're going to have some vulnerability but today I, my prayer is May today be the greatest decision you'll ever make. And that's accepting Jesus Christ into your life. He's the living water. He's the living hope. And so if that's you today, just raise a hand real quick and put it back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. Yes, yes, yes. Anyone else? Just put a hand up. Put a hand up. I got my hand up here. I think I'm you know, a little sweaty and I don't even care. Come on. But put a hand up if that's you today. I want us all to pray a prayer because that's a lot of hands, church. Here are some rooted individuals because we are a rooted church. And so I want everyone to pray this prayer out, out loud with me. Say, say, dear Jesus. Everyone say, lift your voice. Say, thank you for dying on the cross.
Say, thank you for paying for what I did. Say, I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know I am rooted in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. Come on, I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. Come on, everybody, lift your voice today. Make some noise.